Words from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. So we're talking on the praying man. The praying man. Um, how many remember what Pastor Mo was preached on last week? Sorry, let's do this together. Can you remember what Pastor Mo preached on last week? The topic, who can, if you can remember, just shout it from the audience. Leaving me. And what was the text? The text of ah, yes. Text of leaving me. John what? John fifteen. I am the true vine, and you are what? Your branches. I know people try to use one plant that did not show on the screen that day. <laughs> and you know, I'm going to start from there. You know, people said something. He said, when the branch is cut off from the tree, the branch dies. And you know, it got me wondering. Do we really die physically when we are cut off from the tree? Like, are there times that we, we actually do cut off from our supply? Do you die physically? No, right? So you don't die physically. So what exactly happens? I know one thing God reveals to me, he gave me a very, very, it gave me a picture. You know, when, when someone decides to create something, the person who is creating it knows the purpose for what that thing is supposed to do, right? So, for example, you have an AC. If I'm making an AC, the AC is supposed to be in the room to cool or give the environment a particular, you get your temperature. Now, when, when I see the AC outside and someone is sitting on it as a stool and it's not functioning, can I say that AC is dead? Right? So, definitely... The moment we are living outside of purpose, are we still existing? Yes. But are we dead? Yes. So what it means to be living in Christ is to be fulfilling the purpose for which Christ has called you to do or to be. And the moment you are outside of it, you are dead. Do you understand? And so the devil's plan is not to unchristen any one of us. The devil will not come to tell you that God is not real. God is real in you, self. Devil self knows that God is real. So the devil will not come to tell you God is real. Or God is sorry, God is not real. What the devil plans to do is to remove you from where God wants you to function and to make you a stool where other men will sit down on so that you will not blow the room you are supposed to blow. Do you understand? And so you think that you are actually going through life living when in the real sense of it, you are going through life just not doing anything, just existing. And then until you appear before the maker and then God shows you the real purpose of what you are supposed to do, that's when you will not be like, yo. So devil does not try to unchristen you. Get, just let it out. You will never not, you won't go into the world, not when you are a pastor, more. he will hold you by the truth. But he wants to distract you. So our struggle daily is distraction. Are we together? And so what does it mean to walk in the purpose that God has called you? Because the problem is this. A lot of us have become so selfish and so self-conscious and so me, 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 me that we forget that God is not really about you. God is first about him. And as much as God cares about your needs, and he does, trust me, God cares primarily first about his own needs than your own needs. Because his own purpose is that my kingdom come, my will be done on earth. And it's because of his will being done on earth that he now created you to go and do that will. So is God really concerned about the fact that you don't have money to eat? He is. But would that actually stop God from using you? No. Because anybody can be rich. Do you know that? Without God. 
There are men that don't know God and they have it all. They have money. They are married. They have children. Their, their system is working. Everything is working. You can get all those things without God. Let me just tell you. You can. If you leave this world now, if you do Yahoo, you will make it. If you, do, you will make it. You will make it. So, there are many things that you can get outside of God. So, if that's the reason why you are going to God, you have failed it. The moment you are going to pray to God for your needs, the moment you don't have need, you stop praying. But the Bible says pray without season, didn't it? So, how does it correlate? There's, some, there's a mix-up somewhere. Right? Are, are, we, are we together? So the main purpose that God... See, when we see things from the point of view, we begin to know that the, the definition of success in the world is not the definition of success in God because God can take a man from riches to, to nothing yes. just so that he can serve him. Yes. And devil can give you everything so that you will not serve God. Do you know that? Yes. So the moment you understand that, then you wake up to the purpose that God has called you to so that you will not say that... Ah, I asked God for this. I'm going to pray. God, God did not give me this and God does not love me. When God gives you, you will not see pray again. That's some of us that God, God is holding things back from us just because this is, let me use that sweet to be pulling you like this to the prayer room. But you, pull, you want to hold God. You want to hold God on the throat. If you don't give me this, I will die. And God said, oh yeah, you to do my own work first now. Because God is, God, see, let me explain something to us. When God was making man on earth, God came into a partnership with man. That whatever he's going to do on earth, he's going to use man. Do we agree? So if God wants to move in a place, God will send a man. If God wants to give a word to someone, God will send a man. If angels want to do something, angels will enter a man. Do you know that? Angels possess men. Go and look at Abraham. They came as men. Yes. You, have you ever seen an angel flying? You have ever seen them like no? They come because God has entered a partnership with a man. That for whatever I want to do, I must do it through a man. So technically, we are the ones that is what God's hand. We say, God, move, move, move. Okay, move. But you are not coming to tell me how. Let me tell you how I want to move now. So it means that we should understand the kind of man that God wants to do things through. And the moment we understand the kind of man that God wants to work with, we can now shift ourselves to become that man. So that we will not be blaming God for things that God is not to be blamed for. Do we, do we agree? Do we agree? So God wants a praying man. And I'm going to use scriptures to prove this to us. But I know that deep in your heart you know that even when God is pulling you, he pulls you to the place of prayer. God never pulls you to a place of any other thing. Even if God starts with song, the song is pulling into a place of prayer. You know, they stop at singing alone. You will sing, you enter tongues. That's the truth. And if God is pulling you into the world, the world too is pulling into a place of prayer so that we know how we are going to pray this prayer. Because the word also is very, very important. You can't pray to God without knowing the word. You are going to be praying amiss. So understanding the word makes you have an idea of, okay, God's will. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will. Okay, God's will is important to us. So it helps you know what to pray in the place of prayer. But let's be honest with ourselves because the truth is that most Christians are not honest with themselves. If you have been honest with ourselves, there is nothing we can do with God that does not involve prayer. There is nothing. 
there is nothing. I can beat my chest. There is nothing. And the devil wants to exchange the church of prayers with church of entertainment. But it's not going to be on our watch. Oh. No way. Never. 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 Do we, do we understand? Because God drags us to that place of commitment. See, we used to use big, big words when we, are, when we are preaching. Oh, God wants us to be intimate with him. God wants us to stay. God wants us to wait. God is good. But what does that mean? Pray. Pray. It boils down to prayer. To be intimate with God is prayer. So I can easily tell you that a proof of an active spiritual life is an active prayer life. Can we agree? When you're not praying, your spiritual life is going down. Is it true? Can we agree? So let's let's all backtrack to the beginning. We must pray. Whether you like it or not, we must pray. See, let no man tell you you can serve God without prayer. Let's see, let me let me create that foundation now in this church. Let no man tell you that you can do the things of God without prayer. Because that's the trick of the enemy. That's the trick of the enemy. Even when God gives you prophecies, let's, let's, let's backtrack to Abraham. Genesis 15, God appeared to Abraham. Your seed shall be as this, as the earth, stars of the earth. God took him. He saw it. And Abraham gave birth to Isaac. You would think that since God has said it, it should be easy to do, Abby. You know that Isaac did not have a child. Rebecca too was barren. God took him, but the, the Rebecca was barren. And that's the only son that was supposed to give birth to follow the lineage. But Rebecca was barren. How does God say it's in? And the, ch- the person that God was, the person is barren. The promise is that you have a child. The child has come now. Your generation will, generation, nothing is coming. Because even when God speaks a word, what God expects from us is to pray it to happen. We must pray it to happen. Until they said, and Isaac entreated the Lord. And the Lord answered him and gave him a child. So all the times Isaac was thinking that maybe the child will just come. God was waiting for a man to pray. And until he went to the Lord, God, you spoke this about me. What's going on? I, <clears throat> they did not say how long Isaac entreated the Lord for. We just saw I entreated the Lord. He prayed. But we don't know how long. We are getting there. Because these are two so many prayers. We change in this church. We are going to pray. We will pr- so we will pray. Yes, we will pray. Let's look at the Israelites. God gave them a word. He told Abraham, that's in Genesis 15. Your children will dwell in the, in the land of Egypt for how many years? Bible students. How many years did God tell them they were going to stay? 400 years. <laughs> but in the 390th year, Moses went to go and bear. And he, you know, he ran away from from Egypt. But what happened? In the f- so it means that, see, when God says a word, if men don't pray, the word will just be hanging. And it will keep passing from generation to generation. And you hear that God said that Nigeria will be delivered in the second year. And the year will come and nothing will happen. That's that prophet lied. That prophet is not a true prophet. But if you don't pray, the world will be looking at you like this because God cannot do anything except men rise. So what did the Israelites do? They, I think the Israelites used to, they used to have this thing where they used to just forget that they have a mighty God. And one day they just like, come on, we even suffering. We have God. And in the 430th year, this is Exodus 2. 
So the Israelites cried unto God. After 30 extra years, the one year you know, you don't think it. Second year, you don't think that, okay, as we pray, you waited to 30 years after. Was that not what we do? And they said, the Israelites cried unto God. And what did God do? How did God respond? God came to Moses as burning bush. Burning bush that we have not seen. Burning bush that Moses have not seen. God says, See, whatever it takes for you to go and do this thing, go and do it, God, these people have cried. And that's what God does. God responds to men that pray. See, are there times that things happen in our lives without us praying? Yes. But let me tell you now, God raises men to pray on your behalf. Do you know that? Yes. Do you know that? You'll be crying, you'll be weak. God, I need this now. God wants it to happen now. God, you raise. That's why it's good to have spiritual friends. Very important. Have men that can pray for you. That when you are praying, God will just put your name in their ear. And they'll say, okay, I pray for this person. Because sometimes the answers that you get is because you have friends that are praying for you. Are there times that God will wake you up to pray for one country that you don't even know about? You don't really care what's going on, but you are praying for the country. Yes. And so God sends answers to men that pray. And it's the exact same way. There are times that you even pray this prayer point 10 years, 10 years before, and it's happening for you now, but you think that it's because you, not, you have prayed it. Because prayers too are investments, they are stored. God doesn't forget. So when you are praying now, God knows the times that are coming. So that you don't stumble in. Some things happen for you easily because you have prayed. You prayed. You just don't remember that you prayed because men forget. God doesn't. All those prayer meetings in school that used to do vigil. You are praying, God use me, God use me, God use me. Now you have reached one point. Nothing is happening for you until you come to God. You're now wondering why. It's because you have, you have prayed God to block it for you. <laughs> So God will not let you escape. God will not let you marry the wrong person. God, I have prayed it before. God, anything that will take me from your plan, stop it. They be wondering, God, why am I not? God said, you prayed it. I block it. I block it. Do you understand? You must pray. You must pray. If you've studied the book of Esther, there's this guy called Haman. He wanted to kill the old Jews. So imagine like maybe one guy in Nigeria now say, I want to kill all the old Christians. And so he wrote a a, he told the king, it was the king's right hand. So he wrote a decree, thank you. The king wrote a decree. The king has written a decree, they have stamped it. That all the Jews will be killed as this day, this day. You should study your Bible. Esther, sweet, sweet book. I know the only thing I are thinking is Esther was a normal girl and then he's just married into the, into the king, king's king. It's not going to be you. Let me just tell you. You marry a king in God's court. Just, just know. So, Haman was... Haman wanted to kill the Jews because Mordecai was not greeting him. Now himself. But, okay, he wanted to kill them. And they, they signed a decree. And they passed it to all the kings, all the province heads. They had given it to all the provinces. So the king has stamped it. The House of Senate have agreed. Everybody has agreed. They have sent it out. And Esther heard. Who knows what Esther did? If it was me that had that thing, and my husband that signed that decree, I'll just end. Kuku Kimina. But what did Esther do? Esther told Mordecai, tell the Jews to fast and pray with me three days. That was her first point of call. Then she called, she called her maids in her house. You two people would, some of us, we joke with our maids. Let me tell you. This is something that I received when I was praying. How that maybe you think that 
Sorry, I'm coming to Esther. How you think that God cannot use your mage? And most of us, our maids are prophetic. God has put them in our house to be prophets in our house. They see things before it happens. But we've assumed that God only uses learned people like that, in quotes. See, eh? The sooner we start having that in your house, that you wake up by five, bell, and then people will be praying with your maids, with your children. Start it. You will see gifts rising from your maids. You, you, will, you will see gifts, prophets, that will tell you things before they happen, easily. But we have looked down on our pick and picking who God will use, Abby. Okay. So Esther, she called her maids and said, let us pray. Three days. And it made me wonder, for a woman like that, to think of prayer as the first point of call, not one day, if it's me, I'll say we should pray five minutes, so. but three days, fasting. They must have had a culture of praying and fasting. Because even the Jews do not even say, uh uh-uh, why? Like, why can't we all do rally and go to the king's courts and shout and, you know, let's do protests? No, let's not do that, too. They'll just kill us there, too. But I know a God that can take sleep away from a king's eye. Because the next chapter says, and the king could not sleep. The king was on his own, the fire bullets. And the king could not sleep. And the king... Said, hey, 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 see, God is ridiculous. Let me tell you, God does things in a funny way. God, the king said, Come, come, bring that book of record. And from there to there, the king, I can't say, the, I can't read the whole story because it's like 11 chapters. But please go and study Esther at home. The king, a big, big book of record like this. The king do like this because obviously, you know, boom, page by page. And his hand fell on Mordecai's name. What are the, what are the coincidences? What? And what are the odds? English. And then the king, ah, this Mordecai, have we, have we done anything for him? No, no, no. Call Haman and he asked Haman, the king, to so God gave the king wisdom all of a sudden. Haman, what would you do for someone that has done something for you? And Haman thought it was him. And Haman was giving everything his own desire was to the king. And the king said, go and do it for Mordecai. If you know the God you serve, you will pray. True, 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 true. If you know the God you serve, you will not be you will not bother trying to. But someone read a scripture today. They went to they went to war. They were singing. God was setting ambush in the enemy's camp. They were singing. They were going to go to war. The, the world did not even come out. See, if you know the God you, you serve, you will pray. And you will pray like a madman. Because that's the only thing that God wants from you. And the king, the king, they did it for Mordecai. And then Haman was going to hang Mordecai the next day or so. And it was Haman that was hung. And the king re- revoked the decree. And all the Jews were spared. Let me even bust your but God did not stop there. God, the king now gave the Jews their decree to go and kill his own people. Say, so people should go and kill the people that wanted to kill you. And they are his own people. If you know the kind of people that God can use for us, you will pray. You won't take prayer as though prayer is not important. Your life will be, say when I fight, I fight on my knees. How many times have you not that to pray? We are singing this song, have you prayed? Because when people start complaining about Nigeria, I tell people, I will never reach this juice on. If the church will say we are fasting three days, like Esther did, everybody, all Christians, send the decree. Let's sit down on this thing. 
But one of us, we are looking for logic. This is the person that God must put for us to work. We have been putting the person that we think God will put since. Nothing changed. What we change is God using a man. And how we God use a man is that men must be praying. So if you want it to change, if you want Nigeria to change, our mouths are going to be shut outside, but open in the secret. How many of us pray for Nigeria? When people come and complain to me that, ah, I said, you, 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 you that you're a Christian. How often do you pray for Nigeria? But you say God is not answering us. God, what was God answering? God answers prayers now. It's, not, it's a prayer answering God. But are you praying? You are not. God is not a magician, no. Savior, no magician. Say, no, yes, Savior, no magician. You need to know that. Because God has put himself under a structure, under a standard, so that he can be called a just God. So he will not break his own standard because he wants to do things, even though he wants to do it with so much hand. What he will do is that he will put a burden on man for the man to pray. That's what he will do. And he will be nudging us, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. But he will not break that standard. He will not break that structure. Because he's a just God. He's a just God. God has given man a choice. So that when man comes to him, he knows that it is a willing thing. If not, it becomes autocratic. You must serve me, you must serve me, you must serve me. No. He gives you a choice. Then he now puts his burdens. Come now. Come now. Please now. That's how it is. So we must pray. Nehemiah. Nehemiah wanted to build the wall. What was the first thing that Nehemiah did? Please, you people, let's study these things I'm saying. So you not be like, I'm giving people bobo. Because there's no time. But when you go home, let's read. Nehemiah was told to build a wall. And as little as that thing was, because some of us, they tell us to build a wall, we don't have to pray. Maybe it's to put brick and to put cement. But as little as it was, he knew that he could not do anything without prayers. And so he prayed. And when he went to the king, he found favor in the king's eyes. That the king gave him his own security. He said, I'll give you my army. I'll give you us. I'll give you to follow you, to go and build your own wall. Out of your own country, out of my own country, carry your people. And I'll give you convoy, money to go and do it. That's the kind of God I serve. Are we, are, we, are we together? Yes. Let's go to the life of Jesus. God wanted to send the Messiah to us. What did God do? God raised a woman that prayed. Anna in Luke chapter 2. I know most of us don't know that, that woman because like three verses or four verses. But Anna, Anna was a young woman who lost her husband at a young age. And the Bible says, Anna stayed in the temple praying day and night for years. I think 80 something years. Abby? 80 years. 80 years. So imagine, because even for Jesus to be born, God had to raise somebody to pray for him. If not, they for kill Jesus as, as a small baby. Because he could not pray at that point. So I was a baby. God sent praying people to go ahead for the Messiah to be born. Who are we? We're not God, though. We're not God. If, we were, if Anna was in our days now, we would think that Anna is a mad woman. That she should not leave church. She should not remarry. People that were older than her 
married, gave birth. Children have married also, gave birth. Their own children were probably going 80 years now. That's like three generations of people. And she was just in the church. Maybe she didn't even have a job. Maybe she quit her work. We say, this one does not know anything. This, God cannot tell you to do this. Why would God tell you not to walk? Why would God tell you to just sit down here? You don't have a roof over your head. Why would God... Hey, that's the person that God puts in the Bible. Even call her prophetess. We all have to be praying. All, all. Prayer is not a one person's job. It's not Pastor Mo's job. It's not Pastor Fred's job. Because when we're all praying, all of us, we're seeing the same things. We're hearing the same things. When God says, A, hey, all of us know truly, truly is A. Hey. We'll not be saying, what is this person doing? This one is doing too much. Hey, Pimo, it's not too much. Oh, God told me seven days too. It's not. I, I was with a friend of mine. His wife moved to Oshun State. He said God told the wife she was going to move to Oshun before he told him. And when God told him, he said, I would like to tell my wife that only her will go to Oshun State. But God, when he went to me, I said, ah, no, I know. God told me. I told God to go and tell you. Because that's what it means to be praying together. Everybody on the same page doing God's work. So the life of Jesus... Because Ephesians 5 says we should imitate Christ, Tabi. Ephesians 5.1. Ah, Martha, thank you. Ephesians 5.1. So we should imitate Christ. So it means that our sole example is Christ. And if we look at how Christ lived his life, therefore be imitators of God as their children. And if you look at how Christ lived his life, there was one key thing Christ did. No, let's be honest. He did what? He prayed. They did not say Christ joined choir. We love choir, but not say he joined choir. He said he did what? He prayed. Yeah, no offense. Why are you laughing? Yeah, because even as choristers, you have to pray. He prayed. Everything is Bold, everything comes from that place of prayers. Jesus, the Son of God, Him that is God, Him, Him that died for you, that gave you resurrection. He, He, He that did ministry three years. I need to specify that. Jesus, they're going to baptize Jesus. Jesus was praying. The Bible says in Luke, if you study Luke, Luke 5 16, you know, look, Jesus said Jesus would, after He finished teaching, He would sleep away to go and pray. We, after teaching like this, answer Rene, I'm guilty. <laughs> I'm joking, that's a joke. <laughs> but after teaching for days, the next thing Jesus does is to sleep away, to go and pray. And it's not like he's praying 20 minutes old. He will pray the next, to the next day. Praying. Disciples will stumble on Jesus praying. Like they'll say, and they found him praying. Every time they came in contact with Jesus, he was either praying or he was teaching. He was, uh-uh. Jesus. That's the person that God said we should be imitated. So you need to check your life because the, the, the scriptures allows us to, it corrects our life. So we don't make excuses on what God expects, but we are lying to do what God wants us to do. But he was praying. When, when, when the devil wanted to sift Peter as wheat, what, what did Jesus do? 
He prayed it first before he went to tell Peter. Because some of us will hear that devil, God wants, devil wants to do something. Ah, you better pray because they are coming for you this year. But what he first did was pray. He said, Peter, I have prayed for you. I have prayed for you. Because even Jesus knew that the first point of answer is prayer. It's not admonition, no. It's not talk, oh. After we talk like this now, it's not a thing for you to say, oh, I am, I've been admonished. My spirit is desire. I have desire. Well, desire will fail you. Desire does not last. Nobody becomes anything by desire. Oh, I desire to be a doctor does not make me a doctor. I desire to be a teacher does not make me to be a teacher. I must go through the things that makes me become that thing. So it can start with desire, but you now have to do it. Desire pushes you to that place of prayer. So they will not bobo you in your Christianity. Do you understand what I'm saying? They will not bobo you in your Christianity. They will not tell you that you can do it. They cannot bobo you. So Jesus prayed. And you know, we always think that Jesus only cried when Lazarus died. Because one time, I remember Pastor Uche told me, he said, ah, why don't you used to do makeup? I said, I used to cry too much. After, mascara will go like this. You don't want me to go like this. And she's like, ah, shusha. Me and Pastor Heidi were the town criers of this church. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's because we're imitating the Lord. <laughs> Hebrews 5. Hebrews, please open for me Hebrews 5. <laughs> because we think that only, it's only when Lazarus died that Jesus cried. Jesus was a town crier. He used to cry. Hebrews 5 verse 7. Let's read it together. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication, with very many, big English, so people know that the cry is not the one that I do. Oh God. I'm sorry, Jesus. That was us. Very many cries and tears to him. He was crying. So when we are praying, we know that the prayer we are praying is not bread and butter prayer. It's prayer that is burdening. Have you seen, have you caught burdening before? Please, who has caught burdening of the Lord before? Burdening, you've caught burdening that you cannot breathe. You just cannot, cannot, cannot. You'll be crying. Your body, your body will be shaking. The person that's in there saying, what's going on? Like, what's going on, man? He said, ah, men must be saved. Wondering what's going on. You will cry. You will you, your eye will be so. You ask in the office, what happened yesterday night? It's the Lord. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. He cried when he was praying. He understood the assignment. And the assignment of the Lord became his assignment. And he carried it. The same thing that Elijah did. They will talk about how the effectual prayer of fervent, um, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man have led much. And it goes to 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 1, when Elijah was praying for the rain to fall. But we, we could see how he prayed. That he put his head to his knees to pray. Fine boy that cannot pray, cannot pray. Oh, he's not a fine boy. Oh. <laughs> Let me tell you. Because it's so easy for us to write Abba's daughter on our Instagram. Abba's daughter that cannot pray can, is not Abba's daughter that can pray. Oh. Abba wants a daughter that can pray. Abba wants a son that can pray. When, when, after you have cried in the inside, you now do fine makeup, you now come out. 
Yes. Do you know that you're coming from camp? Three days you have been in camp. You have been, you have passed three days, dry fast. So people don't tell you see me. I so it's like I'm, I don't have food in my oh? I know that God can tell me, go on fast tomorrow. Anytime I see food, I chop. You, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Because if I'm calling myself Abba's daughter, I must know that I'm Abba's daughter. I must pray. Abba requires a daughter that can pray. That's why the Bible says, God only defined this house as one thing. My house must be a house of prayer. Are we following if I say my house is a house of fashion, when I enter the fashion house, I must see clothes. If I enter a house that you call fashion house and I see nails and carpentry things, that house is a carpenter's house. Forget it. So we have made the house of God, house of Netflix, house of Instagram, house of WhatsApp. Then you say Abba's daughter. Who are you joking? Who, who, who are you kidding? My house must, means that if someone should come in contact with you, the only thing person should leave it is prayer. First, my house must be that house of prayer. Prayers to be ringing from your what when you pick phone call. Come on, catch up. Sorry, sir. You know that is what call. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, sir. It's, it's not a hidden thing. God did not hide his disciples. If you can put Habas daughter on your Instagram, you can pray. Pray. I, I don't hide that I pray. I'm not ashamed. I'll tell you why. I'm just coming from praying camp. Because now make this Christianity like anybody that is saying talking about the things they do for God is like the person is boasting. It's not to. That's what God expects. If I jam you like this, when did I pray? My house should be called a house of prayer. When you are praying, she's praying, she's praying, she's praying, she's praying. When we come in, nobody will tell you how to start praying. Nobody will ginger you. We will not ginger ourselves because we are all praying. So God did not say my house shall be called a house of music. My house shall be called a house of this. The only thing he said, house of what? So the next time you go on your Instagram, oh God, I am yours. Abba is my father. Uh, ask yourself, are you a house of prayer? That's the requirement, though. That's the requirement. That's what the Bible says. I'm not. I'm not quoting. I'm not quoting anything outside the Bible, please. That's what the Bible says. That's what God expects. Everyone that God used in the Bible prayed. You know, I was I was studying the life of this the CSC apostle apostle. Yes. Say so when God first called him. At the age of 25, so not that all of us, some of us, we are, we are now old. At the age of 25, God called him. So the first thing God told him to do was to fast and pray for six days, dry fast. Six days. You are not doing too much, oh. In case your friends are saying your own is even too much, are you the first Christian? You're not doing too much. This is a man that walked amongst us. Six days, dry fast. So the Lord can ask you to do it. It's not because he does not like you. He likes you gone. That's why he's even asking you. You will do it. I said, God, he just called the man. He told the man to do fasting six days. Six to six, Pastor Mo is telling me sometimes, three o'clock, I'll chop bread. I'll just, Pastor Mo, I'm sorry. Like, I went to the market. But six days. So we need to up 
the standard that we think God is expecting from us up it to the level of the Bible. Up that standard back. Take it back. So that David will not exchange the gold of the house of God and give us wood. He will not take the things that God needs to move and give us things that, you know, that feel cool. And we we'll think that we're doing it right, we're not doing it right. Are we together? We will pray. We will pray. And we will keep praying. We will not stop praying. We will not give up on prayers. We will never give up on prayers. That the day the Lord wants to take us up, He will catch us in prayers. Ah, see, I know we don't have so much time. My time is almost up. But let me tell you something. When you get to your houses, lock yourself and pray. Don't wait for your friend to say, eh, it's not a Sunday, Sunday thing, no. It's not a Sunday, Sunday thing. He said, pray without ceasing. It's not an everyday thing, it's an every second thing. You will lock yourself and pray. You will, you will say, God, let me drop my burdens first. Matthew 6, seek me first, don't worry. I will answer every other thing. Calm down. Because the things that God gives you are accurate at the right time, in the right place, the right things. So that we don't go and get the things that are wrong in the world. We will not do it the wrong world. They will give you the same things. But the things, the difference is that God, they will give you the wrong things. And those ones will not keep raising more problems for you. So let's drop the burdens. Let's pick one burden. Because God called it a burden. He said, yes, drop your heavy burden. Take my own. My own is light. But it's still a burden. The burden is to pray. He said, learn of me. So that you think that I pray, see, pray, to stay away from food is not easy. Me, I like food. Fasting is not easy. Let's be honest with ourselves. But we do it because God has asked us. We don't care. We do it. We do it. We do it because God has asked us to do it. We do it. So you will take up the things of God. Because God has called us co-laborers with him. Labor, laborer. What we call laborer in this Nigeria is pom pom people. Who is to build house? Yes, it's true now. Why are you laughing? God called us co-laborers with him. God is working. Do you know what it means to do God's work? God is working. We have to work. It's work. The rest we have is the fact that we have a God that always wins. So we're not working in vain. But it's work. So that when the Holy Ghost wakes, there's someone that Holy Ghost is to wake between 147 and 215. They will wake you up. You will sleep. They will wake you up the second time. You will sleep. They will wake you up the third time. You will sleep. They will not be saying, Holy Ghost, ah, you are still waking me up. The Bible says, quench not the Holy Ghost. You too. Pray. So when the Holy Ghost wakes you up, because the Holy Ghost does his part. Tomorrow night, or this night, 2.15, 2.14, it's your own job. I have built a habit. When I wake up to pray like that, sometimes you won't feel the tap. 
When I wake up to pray like that, the first thing I go and do is go and brush my teeth. They don't bond the devil where they'll see poo sleep after brushing your teeth. Yes. Go, I, let me just tell you my chicken. You put in the, the library. No. I run to go and brush my teeth with hot mint. Or you put one free gels in your mouth. Just put it behind you. Once you put it in your mouth, your eye will shine. As you are walking to the bedroom like this, because I have to do whatever it takes. Because when you are studying for your own medical degree, you were drinking coffee, coffee, coffee. You did not say, you did not say, eh. So the Lord's work will require you to do it sometimes. And there's no excuse, though. Let me tell you this. That you go for one bear on Saturday not mean that God's work will wait for you to finish one bear and say, okay, you are, you are weak, you are tired, don't pray tonight. What? You will pray. You will pray with your tired body. So you start deciding, you start choosing how to pick the things of the world to do. I'll tell my friends, I can't come home because I have to pray this night still. So that I'll not go and be doing buga buga when I come back, only goes. Because the work of God will not wait. Can never wait. His timing is perfect. His timing is perfect. So when you go to work, can the, when I used to do night work, I used to enter the toilet and lock the door. Shakada one hour, lunch break. Are you okay? Do you have problems in your family? Are you people going through a lot? Say my is boarding. Men, men, men must be saved. See, I tell people that a good sign of a good Christian is earpiece. A true sign is earpiece. I'm serious. As you enter Uber like this, you just plug your ear. My Uber man will say, are you cold? You see my leg like this. Who prays that your leg will be shaking like this? Maybe on the bed. You say, are you cold? I say, no, sir. I just say I should just be praying. You will plug your ears like this. You will plug one dancing song. That song, what's that song? Some do, do to me what you want. <laughs> do to me what you want. You'll be singing what's in that song. The woman would think that you're doing incantation. Can I can I be looking at you like That's how you stay praying. No? You don't wait after seven days. Ah, ah, no prayer. My body is even like I need to pray. No, you don't have to wait for your body to tell you to pray. You pray your body into prayer. Ma. Ah. If not, your body will throw you to where you don't know. If you follow your body, you will do the things that you don't even want to do. Paul said it. So you will pray your body into subjection. You will plug your ears. Thank God for choir. They have given us some songs. Before you know it, two songs. And that's how you stay praying. You do whatever it takes. See, I love music is very important in this praying thing because at times you wake up with sadness over you. Or you wake up like... I just don't feel like I want to serve God today. Just play a song. Play one song. Let me play one Victoria Renze song. I want to burn for you. Why not? It's a spirit. You know how David played the harp and the spirit left Saul? That song wipes that spirit away. All those times I wake up, you feel like I'm depressed. Don't worry, just play it. Just wake up, just play. Put song around you and be speaking in the Holy Ghost. That depression is we go. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. So don't follow your body. You will lose. So you, <laughs> you will lose. It will cost us. It will cost us. It will cost us. 
but it's what it is what it is no man has ever served God and regretted it no man not one man not one man can we just take one minute and pray God teach me how to how to serve you in the place of prayers not my will but yours be done not my will but yours be done not my will but yours be done help me to put everything on the line for prayers thanks for listening to this message from the hills church our mission is to love people connect with family and touch the world learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org